This is your Yahoo Finance Market Watch. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. News. This is Yahoo Finance Daily, a daily update on the top business, finance, and stock market news from around the world. Let's jump into today's stories. Stocks rose Monday to recover some of last week's losses, with investors' concerns over inflation at least temporarily receding. The S&P 500 rose by about 0.5% after ending last week lower. The Dow and Nasdaq also opened higher. Technology stocks outperformed as Treasury yields retreated. Bitcoin prices steadied to rise by more than 11%, after the largest cryptocurrency by market cap endured an extended streak of selling over the weekend. At their worst point during the past week's worth of selling, Bitcoin prices were off by more than 50% from their peak of more than $64,800 from mid-April. Ethereum, the second-largest cryptocurrency, also recovered some recent losses Monday morning, with prices up more than 20% to over $2,400. The three major indexes are heading into this week following a multi-week stretch of volatile trading. Investors have become increasingly jittery about the prospects of elevated, lasting inflation during the post-pandemic economic recovery. These concerns have hit growth stocks like technology companies especially hard, with the Amazon and Tesla-heavy consumer discretionary sector down 5.2% in the S&P 500 over the past month, and the information technology sector off by 4.4%. I do think it's been a pretty healthy sideways chop, Michael Jones, Caravelle Concept CEO, told Yahoo Finance. It's taken out some of the speculative excess. The biggest pullbacks have been in some of the most pricey names. That all feels very healthy to me. I also think that the big concerns that the market has had about inflation, well, you only care about inflation if the Fed cares inflation, he added. And the folks on the FOMC, or Federal Open Market Committee, who were sounding a warning bell, maybe we should start talking about talking about tapering. Since that meeting, a lot of the data has come in weaker than expected. And I think that gives the more dovish folks ammo to push that conversation about tapering further out in time. Other pundits have also agreed with the Fed's predominant view that the inflation seen so far in government metrics like the Consumer Price Index and Producer Price Index, and anecdotally in company earnings calls and comments, will prove transitory. Later this week, the U.S. Bureau of Economic Analysis will release its April Personal Consumption Expenditures, or PCE, index on Friday. The headline print is expected to show a rise of 3.5% in April over last year for the biggest increase since 2008, according to Bloomberg Consensus data. Stripping away volatile food and energy prices, the so-called core PCE is expected to have increased by 2.9% in April over last year 
which would be the largest jump in more than two decades. The core PCE serves as the Fed's preferred gauge of inflation. But given these expected increases, many economists have encouraged investors to keep the rises in perspective. Although inflation expectations have moved up, our replication of the Fed's reference measure is still below the levels seen in the 2001 through 2007 expansion. Goldman Sachs chief economist Jan Hatzius wrote in a note Monday, Ultimately, the biggest question is whether the economy will overheat. That is, whether output and employment will rise substantially above potential, he added. We don't expect this because the starting point is one of sizable slack, especially if we consider not just GDP-based, but also employment-based measures of the output gap, and because growth is likely to slow from its current rapid pace as the fiscal impulse turns negative next year. For more live coverage of business, finance, and stock market news, please visit yahoofinance.com. We'll be back tomorrow morning with your daily update. So until then, thanks for listening. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.